0: Having the appointed time of 5.30 p.m. arrived, I would like to call the Tuesday, December 12, 2023 Committee of the Whole to order.
1: You know what time it is. Welcome back to the Council Roundup. This is your host, Trent Nelson. Big shout out. To Greg Bishop, thank you for guest hosting the show that you did for so long. I know that everyone was thrilled to hear you once again while I was on holiday. Got a great council roundup for you today. We left after the previous Committee of the Whole meeting. We are back for the successive Committee of the Whole meeting. December 12th meeting was not the longest committee of the whole that we have been a part of, but there were some very eventful bits, some good discussion at points concerning, well, concerning just a whole bevy of topics, some more controversial than others. Ward 5 Alder woman, Lakeisha Purchase, was the chair this evening. While Ward 6, older woman Jennifer Notriano was the vice chair. And of course, we have some fun, whimsical topics. A dog was presented by the mayor, just a year and a half old. Aries will be available at the City Hall's Holiday Pet Adoption, which is kicking off at 11 a.m. on this Friday, December 15th. Going on until 2 p.m. that day. So get on down there and see if there's any friends that you might be able to save and give a good home to this holiday season. Do we really need a holiday to love other things? I'm just asking. Now, as it concerns ordinances that are tabled or that are remaining in committee, we will be brief this day. And that's because, frankly... There are only two. What are they? Well, 2023-443 has to do with, drumroll please, the grapple truck that we have spoken about across seemingly every one of our council roundups. Public Works needs an additional grapple truck in order to account for emergencies, breakdowns, simple maintenance conditions. Sure, $290,000 is not the cheapest amount of money yet, to be sure, It is being split between all of us. So, pretty good deal. If you look at it that way, it will be helping us all. Hence, we could rationalize that all of our funds are going to it. It is helping us all. Pretty good deal. And, of course, 2023-537 concerning the unappropriated fund balance to pay the eligible expenses for some of the costs associated with the Legacy Sports Park Redevelopment Agreement. That certainly is a topic that across the last several weeks, to be sure, has had some back and forth, some discussion at points. We will continue to keep our eyes on how 2023-537 ends up being resolved alongside 2023-443. Both important, both important in different ways for different reasons, of course, both helping the community, but differently. Such is living in a society. Now, as I promised, it was going to be quick because those were the only two ordinances being tabled or remaining in committee. And so we move on to those ordinances for committee consideration. Now, what are they? Well, 2023-573 through 2023-581 We're all up for committee consideration. And apart from just two of the ordinances, 577 and 581, there was no discussion. They were simply brought up, passed, and they kept the evening going. We will be getting to all of these ordinances, 573 through 581, explaining what the ordinances that they passed were for, as well as those particular ordinances that were discussed, what was discussed regarding them and then well and then we we had some discussion after during the citizens request to address the committee. We'll have all of that when we come back. This is the council roundup. This is your host Trent Nelson. We'll see you in just a second. You know what time it is. This is the Council Roundup with Trent Nelson. Welcome back. Now we just went through which ordinances are remaining in committee. There are only two. For committee consideration, however, we had a whole mess of ordinances that are continuing on to the City Council next week. 2023-573 through 581. What are they? Well, here we are. 2023-573. Is an ordinance accepting and authorizing the execution of contract UE 24 10 62 with the Central Stone Company in an amount not to exceed $5.1 million for the purchase and delivery of limestone for the Dalman Power Plant scrubber for the Office of Public Utilities. Fairly simple, straightforward. Limestone is necessary for the Dalman Power Plant scrubber. Central Stone Company has Contract with the city's Office of Public Utilities. Henceforth for the safety of the community, for the efficient well-being of the Dominant Power Plant. This is a no-brainer. Simple, easy ordinance, no big deal. 2023, 574 is an ordinance accepting bids and authorizing a contract UE 24-10-68. For a fuel delivery truck for electric TND with Wirtz welding and tank service in an amount not to exceed $285,260. Again, simple, straightforward. Public utilities needs the proper machines and resources to fulfill their duties, much like limestone for the dominant power plant scrubber. A fuel delivery truck is wholly reasonable. To help the city function properly. Slam dunk. 2023-575 is an ordinance annexing the former Union Pacific Railroad property to the city of Springfield. This would be passed without discussion. 2023-576 is a resolution notifying the state of Illinois' Department of Transportation that an additional $470,650 of motor fuel tax funds... Maybe be spent for the maintenance of streets and highways under the Illinois Highway Code for the calendar year of 2024 by the Office of Public Works. The streets need to be maintained. You hear all the time people complaining about inadequate street maintenance leading to vehicle damage, potholes, the like. Nearly $500,000 in motor fuel tax funds certainly will help go, to use a bit of a pun, the distance in remedying that. Now, 2023-577, which is an ordinance to increase the number of Class D liquor licenses by one for Los Rancheros of Litchfield Incorporated, doing business in town as the Taco Joint, located at 710 South Grand Avenue, east in the capital city, which... For those listeners of our programs, we discussed with Michelle Ownby during our last weekly chat of November. So go check that place out. Ward 2 Alderman Gregory requested during this ordinance, he requested a bit of education on Class D licenses. Corporation Council requested a bit of time to look up specific Class D facts. Reported back, Alderman Gregory was satisfied, and the expansion was passed. No problem. 2023-578 is also dealing with liquor licenses, requesting and authorizing the decrease in Class D licenses and subsequent increase in Class I liquor licenses for the Arlington LLC, doing business as Arlington's 210 Broadway, no problem, 579, an ordinance to decrease the number of Class AA liquor licenses by one for RSP Entertainment, company of Illinois doing business as Walgreens, located at 1310 South 5th Street. Of course, that no longer exists as they closed it earlier in 2023 to the chagrin of many across that portion of the community that, to be frank, no longer exists. Has convenient access to larger chain stores of the Walgreens CVS variety. And of course, 2023 581, an ordinance authorizing the additional payment of $50,000 for a total not to exceed $100,000 to Clark Baird Smith, LLP, for the contractual services of a labor relations attorney for the Office of Corporation Counsel. Now, that final ordinance had a bit of discussion surrounding it. Alderman Redpath of Ward 1 requested some clarification concerning whether the payment for the contract was for permanent employment. Corporation Counsel then explained that it was paid for outside counsel to negotiate union contracts in absence of a permanent labor attorney for the city. Corporation counsel also noted that outside counsel is currently negotiating seven separate contracts and has assisted with contract agreements already. That was enough for Alderman Redpath. There was no further discussion necessary and all was passed. Simple, no? Well, we had a bit more fun before we moved on to what the community had to say to the Horseshoe, and that's because Chairwoman Purchase requested motion to suspend rules in place on first reading agenda number 2023-582, which is an ordinance concerning the Illinois Paid Leave for All Workers Act as it relates to the city of Springfield, so to amend chapter 36, subsection 36.19 of the 1988 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances. Why is that? Well, because the Paid Leave for All Workers Act guarantees state workers at least one day of paid leave per year for seasonal, temporary, and part-time workers under 20 hours. The Illinois Paid Leave for All Workers Act requires minimum leave for all workers, but does grandfather in municipalities which lack ordinances in place for paid leave chapter 36 of the 1988 city of springfield code of ordinances addresses paid leave but does not address temporary or part-time workers and so 2023 582 would cover that gap leaving the city in compliance with the new state legislation ward 3 alderman roy williams jr requested information which corporation council was happy to explain For the horseshoe and anyone listening, Alderman Williams followed up his initial request seeking clarification as to whether this ordinance was in fact a direct response to the new law, which Corporation Council quickly confirmed, which was the end of the discussion. No more questions. Everyone happy? Happily passed on. 573 through 582 will be seen shortly at Next week's city council meeting, we suspect they will be grinning on the consent agenda. Now, for our quick 47-minute Committee of the Whole meeting this week, we did have some discussion at the end during the citizen's request to address the Committee of the Whole. And the discussion turned towards the shooting of a 17-year-old who had a gun at the Sangamon County Juvenile Detention Center on September 30th at approximately 7.45 p.m., and how police, specifically the Springfield Police Department, handled themselves and their responsibility concerning the death of the 17-year-old who had a gun at the Juvenile Detention Center. Mr. James Johnson was the first citizen to speak alice ramey was supportive of the police but why not let those individuals who spoke why not let them speak for themselves good evening good evening yes i
0: am mr james johnson tv 20 knows me as resident it's interesting how after uh last meeting i spoke Uh. And some things came out about the police department. So I'm going to piggyback on Alderman <sighs> past comment. And I had a chance to think about it a little bit. And I want to make sure everybody understands that for 20 years, I've been building relationships in this community with the police department and our community. And now I think we're losing some of that relationship due to several reasons, and I won't get into, but I don't think we have that same relationship we used to have with our police department. Uh, The community has been very important, and one of our past chiefs, Winslow, was very instrumental in how our community reacted, and Rip, after you right. we didn't have the violence and the and the other issues some city had, but it ain't because what you think. There's some stuff that this horseshoe never found out about. There's an alderman up here that knows that that last chief played a major role in in being in that community, and we. There's people in the community that died a lot of stuff down. So I want to make sure we do understand that. It's not just the police. It's the community. Now, I want all you new men and women to really understand the history of our Springfield Police Department. But I mean, let me get into what I'm really up here about since the article came out and it released and PD's body camera now I don't know what any other private conversation has been and I don't know if I missed something but I'm a little baffled I'm a little I'm a little concerned um, that there was a young black male shot and killed by our Springfield police again for me I've been around 20 years, so this ain't the first one. But here's another one for me. And I'm going to show my attitude and anger because I've been doing this, but it's out there, too. You just don't get it. But I'm a little upset. Now, let me make this clear. We got some great Springfield police officers. We got some real good ones. But it only takes one bad one to make them all bad. That's not because I did it. It's just the way it is. So I'm going to be the first one to, to stand up for when it's good, when it's right. And, and Mr. Redpath, no, I've been, I've been here for a long time doing this and I support him when I need to. And when I need to say something, I'm going to say something. But for an officer to grab his assault rifle while training an officer and shoot a young black male. Granted, we're going to a juvenile detention center. He's And if it's a hostage situation, it's even more concerning. Because I heard no commands on the video. All we saw was one or two shots. Now, maybe... That doesn't bother you because it's not your kids, but it's somebody's kid. And yeah, was the kid in the wrong for having the gun? Yeah. But we can't, and I want to say this real loudly, we we have mental issue problems in our community with our youth and adults. And arriving on the scene and pulling AR-15s and shooting a young black male or a young white male is just, to me, is not the answer. You got to be some better training. They get paid, and they go to training to handle situations like that. I don't want the first reaction to be, oh, let's shoot. Now, if he came out blazing guns and shooting, then yeah, okay. But... That's that's my issue with that and For those ones who've been around here, I've seen a hostage situation. I grew up One back in the 80s and it was terrible both people died It was big for this community If you don't know it do the research on it ask PD about that hostage situation on Gregory Court I'll never forget it now Oh, Last yes. thing I have to say, I know, Miss McKeeson, the only thing I'm going to say, there's a reason why our PD can't do high-speed chases, and there's a reason why we fought against no-knock searches. That's just a few. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.
2: Thank you, James. Next, we have Alice Rainey. I'm Alice Raymond. I think you all know that uh, the police department is part of my family and the fire department. But I do know that I called the police on Sunday morning to have a check on 1216 South Livingston. There is garbage, and it looks like a homeless person pushed it all in there because he didn't want to carry it any longer. And I was scared that he was sleeping in the house. So I had him call and he came by my house and told me he checked it out and there was nobody there, you know, just the garbage. I turned it into public works. I got a five-minute speech (laughs) for what to do. And I said, I do know how to do that, so I will do that, thank you very much. I believe in my police department, I very do. And you know why, as you know. I, I think they do a good job. I think that sometimes Winslow w- was what you call a people, person, police. You know, one is at your door knocking to see if you're okay. Something like Pittman when he used to walk the streets downtown and the Hayes homes. I don't know if you know him or not, but he, that's what he did. He knew everything that went on. I think we need to look at the mental illness people. I think it, we need our officers trained and how to look at what's happening and how they react. I know that uh, Alderman Redpath has taken that course many times. I know several of you might have. But we need that desperately out here with these young kids. And how, he got, how the young man got the gun, we don't know. And when he shot it, I would think that I would be scared enough that if my kid was in there, uh, I would want to know. Okay, if he got hurt or whatever. I know that one of my nephews was in there, and (coughs) it happened there too. And I was at that Gregory standoff, and I was also at the standoff at Evergreen Terrace. And it's not fun. Guns come out, you're not used to them, and people are talking way loud, not really looking at the situation. I went through the police academy, and I learned a heck of a lot. And I think everyone should go through the Policeman's Academy. I don't know if they still are doing it or not, but if they are, sign up and go through it and see what they show and what they train these officers to do. And also, I think we need to understand the situation of the people today. It's not like I can go out there and say, okay, Charlie, how we doing? Or do I need to talk to you or what? I have done that in my neighborhood. Many, many times, even in Evergreen Terrace and, and Garden Court, I have talked to the young kids and got their answers. But you need to start talking, too. We need to start pulling them in and giving them a stronger uh, way of doing it. And that's why I like Mike Williams very much, because I've known him before I met Roy Williams. And he is trying to help the 12, the kids, young kids to learn the, uh, respect and learn to know what it's like to be there and give them an education on the proper way to eat and what you should have to keep your bones strong and your mind strong. And I appreciate that very, very much. And thank you, and you all have a beautiful week. And don't do anything I would do because I've already done it.
1: Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Alice. And of course, we know that these situations, these circumstances are often... Uh, Gordian knots of sorts. There's a lot to untangle. We cannot be like Alexander and simply run our sword through the great tangled knot. We must carefully undo it, little by little, bit by bit. And the questions concerning how a weapon got into the juvenile detention facility who is responsible for that, as well as who then is responsible when the already potentially violent situation escalates further. Lots of questions, but we will get answers. Answers just come with time and with patience, both of which we have here on the Council Roundup with your host Trent Nelson. Alderman Gregory noted that he supports good community policing, He complimented the police department on its community engagement and noted that he tips his hat off to the Springfield Police Department. Alderman Williams Jr. stressed the importance of training and accountability, yet insisted that the shooter incident was due to management at the juvenile facility itself, noting that he believed that this circumstance, therefore, was a matter for the county to sort out. Ward 1 Alderman Redpath, however, noted after that that While he believed that the officer was responding to the circumstances as he was trained to, and that current police chief Ken Scarlett is one of the best police chiefs the city has ever had, he did note in response to Alderman Williams that because the building was within Springfield's jurisdiction, that it was ultimately the responsibility of the Springfield Police Department to handle properly. Now, the third individual outside of one of the older people to speak during this period was an officer. I think we could answer
0: a few of those questions. It is Sangamon County's jurisdiction. It is their building. There is a state police investigation regarding the firearm being in the building, so we're not going to comment on any of that. Um, The initial call did go out to the county first, and then our officers were requested for assistance. And we were the closest ones, and that's how uh, we ended up there first. And state was there, among other people, too. County was there. Everybody was there. We had officers from Sherman that were there. Um, There was a big response, and that's what happens in this community. We have a lot of law enforcement in the area, and when you put out that there's an active shooter in a uh, secure facility, you get that kind of response. And, uh, you know, fortunately, our officers were there to uh, stop that threat very quickly.
1: Alderman Williams noted that his jurisdictional comment previously had concerned the gun and how it got into the facility and in the possession of the juvenile in the first instance, and not as it relates to the police officers' conduct once they arrived to answer the call. Of course, there is the full video available online for those interested For those that can bear the sight of it, who would like visual answers, it is there. And and you know what time it is. You know what that sound means. It means that it is the end of our council roundup with Trent Nelson. We hope that you enjoyed hanging out, learning a bit about what is going on around our Springfield, what our city government is thinking to agree that we can divine it as well as how it will impact and affect you the denizens of the capital city of illinois this is the council roundup and this is your host trent nelson and remember keep on yearning for learning keep asking questions and we will keep searching for answers we'll see you next week